Welcome to another amazing episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we're going to learn to become profitable as filmmakers. What's going on, guys? Another week, another live. So excited about this one. Going live with my brother from another mother, Filippo Signotti. He's a director of photography based out of Italy. And today, we're really going to talk about the relationship between a DP and a colorist. A, how important cinematography is to get the best result in post through color. That's what we're going to be discussing. Let's jump right in point where you know where we are right now with filmmaking that you know it's it's starting to become a cool thing to kind of be a jack of all trades like you know do multiple things it's okay because I'm on a job as a colorist and they do hey can you do a cleanup can you like you know do wire removals and blah 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 and I'm like whoa hold on like I'm just a colorist but I'll do it but I don't want to do it you know like but you know so they're asking for so much more so I feel like that is such a attitude shift and people need to hear it from different people that, you know, so then they're not just going, hey, Kazi, that's just one person's perspective. But don't you think that it's cool because you're a cinematographer, but then you're a badass colorist too. So, you know, kind of expand on that and how these things go hand in hand how, and how it helps your craft, you know, over time. Well, it's, uh, it's kind of a strange thing because uh, in filmmaking right now, I think that if you're starting or... If uh, someone wants to, you know, take their first project, it's cool to, you know, do multiple stuff. But um, there is, you know, that that time, that moment in your life when you you, you just have to say no, even if you can, you know, I, maybe I can work a lot into After Effects. I start a lot you know, doing stuff with After Effects with Andrew Kramer and all this yeah, tutorial yeah, exactly. with pilot. Everyone knows Andrew Kramer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, there is that moment in your life when you when you say, "Yeah, I, I made more than eighty music videos. I'm done with that. I want right. you know, just directing photography, just yeah. color. But it's cool for everyone who is starting right now yes. to take everything, take yeah. everything they they can, and it's cool to know more things because you are colorist. But if you know that in that particular scene, you can't do a particular thing because of visual effects or yes. because or something else you have to know that and that's right. cool if you know that yeah so okay one, yeah the one dude just said he's like i'm a cameraman and my boss asked my uh me to do graphic design all the time that's the thing like this is what i'm trying to say like it's you know what i'm trying to get the the point that i i'm trying to get across is that it's okay don't feel rebellious or don't have a certain sort of like negative stigma around that because you're yeah. not the only one. Everyone is being asked. This is what I'm trying to say. Like, you know, one time I'm working on a commercial for Honda and two of the uh, two of the reds that they were using on set, one got overheated. And uh, when red camera overheats, it adds like a weird artifact in the highlights. Yeah. And then when it came in, I'm working on it, the highlights are looking like 8-bit, like, you know, Nintendo 64 back in the day, like that thing. And I had to pull that out, and I'm like, I had to just come up with the random solutions, you know, like that I was applying and I was figuring it out. But, you know, you just do it, and you just, like, 
I, I want everyone to focus their energy on positive things and how to make the most of stuff than like just going, hey, I'm too good for this. I'm not supposed to be doing that. And that's not part of the job. Like that attitude just let, literally does not help anyone. And it will that's just true. like stifle you. You won't go anywhere. Or even if you kick ass at like whatever job you're on, you're not going to get a call back. You know, yeah. and Filippo, so you've been true. doing this. You've been doing. You've been a like a freelancer, run your own business, right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So talk a little bit about that, and then on top of it, like you know, you're you're big on social media. So like, I want you to touch base on that too, and how it's beneficial to have that thing going in 2019. You know. Yeah. Uh, so first of all, I start uh, when I started. The first thing that I uh, that I found out is was that maybe for the first year first two to three years it was like a hell of you know working and not you know reaching what you want to reach it's it's a run it's an art run and everyone right now that you know show us to show up to me and say yeah I, i'm doing I'm, I'm a photographer i'm um, a filmmaker and you know this year i didn't make that much i didn't you know um i didn't found out that thing that i'm reaching for and that's normal the, right. the, the thing that i want to say everyone is that first two to three years you have to work your ass that, yes. that's a, you, you always have to work your ass but the first right. years it's really hard and being a freelancer especially for the first years it's hard and you you always have to be you know on focus on everything you don't have to stop on weekends or on right. uh you know low moments uh, as you said on one of your podcasts and on one of your uh youtube videos when you are on a down period you just have to learn something and you know right. be creative positive do do things and about the instagram i start uh, using instagram like everyone has, you know, a personal thing uh, back in 2012. And I started posting mm, my photographies and, you know, some, some backstage shots. And back in the days, I used to like other people, post and be, um, be positive on everything that were outside, that were made from other DPs, other filmmakers. And that's a thing that you have to do, uh, you know, every day but because this is not a competition we are uh, all different we right every dp sees in different in a different way and i think that's just the main thing on looking at the instagram being positive showing your love and you know reaching out to other people that keeps your profile and obviously who you are active and you know just just uh, make you in a position when you are where you are alive and you are showing people that, that, that you love what they're doing. And reaching, you know, numbers, it's all about posting and be active yeah. every day. This year it's been, you know, a help programming all of these, you know, posts, but that's what Instagram needs and what right. that's what you need to you know, keep moving on. Uh, if you if you stay, you know, uh, out of Instagram for a week, everything you yeah, know, yeah, you're comes gone. Down. Your history. Yeah. And, and and every people you know everyone that is you know following you is like ah yeah that dude I I'm not seeing the post uh, maybe in a month it, it, it's been a week but they they, they they you know they remember you like an old thing uh, yeah. a historical thing so you just have to be pushing every week every day 
and you know being doing even your own thing you wanted to shoot two dogs running in the park and make a color grading and do it yes just yes. start to creating <laughs> do things and yeah continuity continuity is the first thing being active and doing things every every day or I, every I couldn't agree more with you and especially like you know my audience I mean Filippo is one of those guys I mean he just won't stop like he is attacking on like just everywhere at once and it's insane like the bandwidth that he's got to have to keep going and again like just the mindset to be like you know I'm not stopping I mean I'm I'm seeing his like stories about like I'm doing a webinar in Italian like you know I'm doing this yeah. like I'm I'm putting out a YouTube video do you guys want to see this oh, video yeah. like like he's always keeping his audience engaged and coming up with like the coolest way to do it not just like you know doing a hack job and that's massive and uh yeah. somebody is saying hey sometimes i have to work for free just to post my work on instagram and that's what we're talking about that's what we're talking about because practice will make perfect like when you keep practicing like you're just going to like keep unlocking something like a like almost like if you play a video game and like you know you keep, you put in more time you unlock these achievements like you know life yeah. is the same way you keep practicing all my color grading how it's gotten better is like by practicing and i'm not going to lie I feel like this year I became 10 times the colors that I was like in the previous years just because now I have to think so critically because I'm putting myself out there for the world for the wolves to just freaking yeah. judge me. They can either tear me up or they will go, "Dude, you're freaking epic. This is amazing." But I am not thinking about those two things. I'm thinking about I'm just going to keep doing me. I'm not stopping. You know, this is going to keep happening. And uh Filippo, one of the questions that just came in for you and that would be a good thing to answer is you have access to I've I've seen you shot with red I mean you have access to all these other cameras like Alexa mini what I love about you and your work is that you know you're almost like the Canon C200 ambassador you're just like that's oh, yeah. my thing that's what I'm doing and dude the stuff that you give me like might as well be better than like something shot on Alexa mini so I want to I want to touch base on that because there are so many people out there friends or whoever that I hear from that they're just like yeah, Kazi, like, you know, our st it will be really easy to make my stuff look this good, but I'm only shooting with Canon C200 and 24 to 70, whereas I'm sure somebody out there is shooting with Alexa Mini and Cine Primes, blah, blah, blah. So just talk about it a little bit. Yeah, I see things shot with Alexa Mini that, you know, I don't want to talk about that. I just want to talk that you have to know how to use the camera. Yeah. And you, you you just have to... to to know what what you want to achieve i shot with really different cameras i shot with uh red dragon for a few years i shot with alexa sometimes but i mainly shot with black magic and c200 c200 first and black magic as my second camera we have uh, on our studio two black magic pocket 4k and on hold uh an old black magic 2.4 5k the first one that yeah. uh, came out yeah and i i personally love canon color science i don't know why and Me you too. know i lots of dps say cannot that cannot looks digital that that's you know that's not the thing for me. No, same. It's, it's incredible and these files you know i'm running these files into my macbook pro and these are like butter these are super super yeah. Uh, you know, fast, and I like their, you know, their colors. I like everything about that camera. And I can say that Canon is doing a really great job with these cameras 
obviously these aren't uh, that cheap, but I think the first thing is, you know, figure out what you want to achieve. And personally, uh, the situ under that, that kind of look that is coming really close uh, to one Alexa or yes. an IAN camera. Yes. I say the situ under because I don't see that much difference from the situ under to uh, C300 Mark II because I use that too. Even a C500, and that's a big thing to say. But if you you know watch movies or uh, or stuff on Netflix, that's a lot of stuff shot with you know biggest camera. Yeah. But but you know the look, they that, that look, they don't have that um, that occurrence on photography. So that's just how you shot the image. Right. Uh, because, I mean, that's the thing, right? I'm going to touch base on that because, uh, you know, the recent stuff that I posted from you and it's doing really well, but it's shot on, like, my wife and I were just talking about it and I showed her the shot and I'm like, just look at what he's doing where he's placing his talent and, like, letting the clouds build this crazy, like, backdrop. And I'm like, if he would have just turned the camera around and shot the other way, it would not have looked anything like this. So for you... Yeah to be like picking the right time of day and, you know, having your eyes on that composition because there's so much more than just the technical mumbo jumbo, you know, this camera and that. Sometimes you just gotta put the camera aside and just open your eyes and look at the world and like think, where am I gonna point? Like which which angle is the right angle for me to shoot? You know what I mean? And I feel like one thing that I see from you is that you're shooting exteriors at night you're shooting, you know, exteriors like, you know, during the day. So for a lot of people saying that, you know, oh yeah, give me a sound stage and I'll make anything look like anything. And then if you're out there and doing it like in the natural situations, do you have some tips? Do you have some tips for people to like think of like what kind of small, you know, lights they can take with them? Or what are you thinking when you're doing this stuff at night or during the day outside? Well, well, first of all, uh, just uh start looking around and not you know doing stuff randomly because it's night because lots of uh, clips that i shot for for blue for my short film uh lots of these were made 50 percent with um with practical light with light uh from uh from from the city from a house or from something that we found there and 50 percent with LED panels or little, you know, par, little uh, light mirrors, that, that famous one with the girl and all the neon yeah. sign, you know, so. that one is just with one blue key and everything else, it's just practical. It's, oh it's a restaurant. It's, it's a restaurant. It's five minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, guys, that's amazing. We got, we got to go in there and say, hey, it's probably if you shot here. It's probably for you. Oh and you just God. have to mask that. To mask that. Yeah, I, I was there and I was like, okay, uh, take the exposimeter, just take a look at that and match this one with the light and shut it. Done. Nothing oh more. The first thing that I they can say to everyone is look around. Look around, find your your key, your back, everything that you need uh, as a natural source, as everything that you uh, actually need and put everything that you need uh as, as an extra or as a filler uh and sometimes you don't even have to work with um, multiple schemes of lights another thing that i said in my master class is that you know th- there's these things of the 
three points of light that is the you know the main thing beautiful and you you just have to think sometimes that you don't even need this three uh sometimes you can just use one source or two source that are practical there are uh lights you know bounce around like comes from from everywhere the this the the exterior scene that you uh use on on one of your latest posts uh the one with the guy and yeah. you know with the sky the, the heaven one yeah that one was just with a bounce board a bounce board and everything was natural so just what wow. you need for yeah. that particular scene that one was pretty onirical was really you know spiritual heavenly like and we were like, we need uh, to bounce that light because the motivation of the sky is you know, a really soft sky, a really yeah. soft and warm sky. And we just want to fill our, our subject with you know, a bit of light and then we have bounced that. So what's everything that is surrounding you? What's everything, uh, every light emitter, every light source and bring with you, I, I think that everyone can make a short film with like three lights. Yeah, and yeah. this will this, this will become like a topic uh, or a uh, no, I agree. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's so true. I agree with you, guys. You absolutely have to go on his YouTube channel. I mean, I think you can look it up either on his bio or just Filippo Signotti, and you gotta watch Blue. I mean, it is mind blowing. Okay, it's just one of those things like somebody's like ten freaking demo reels on one side and his movie Blue on the other. Like it's unreal. Just watch it and soak it in. And that's what I'm talking about. So much of that stuff, he, you know that he's shot it in the exterior where he did not have 100% control of the lighting. Yet the stuff that he got from it is unreal. So all the cinematographers, filmmakers, because I feel like nowadays everybody is sort of like wearing multiple hats. So it's good to know that kind of stuff. And then this is your guy for knowing those things. Like Blue is amazing. It's on YouTube. If you put Thanks in his lot. name, it's going to pop up. Filippo, the question is, Hey, what about a film school? Um, do I need to go to a film school as a DP or can I just do it without film school? So what's your take on that? Where, uh, well, on 2019, this is a pretty crucial question. I'm personally on the street school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because, you know, in 2019, I, I saw lots of movies and I was like, this DP, you know, came from from nothing he surely didn't go to school he surely uh you know didn't even study that much lighting because sometimes i see things that are pretty strange and my opinion in these days you should go to school just if you want to be more technician you know um uh, being a dp right now can you 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 can achieve knowledge by lots of courses by lots of tryouts uh Personally, I feel like that you just have to work with light um, outside school. You know, on school they, they teach you lots of lots of things that you must know, and all this thing can be learned even you know by yourself, buying a book or you know going online, buying courses. I'm 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 that guy that will tell you that one master class or one course can cover up one or two or three years of, of film Easy. school right but if you want to be a technician you surely want to know uh looks parameter how to use an extra that kind of stuff maybe are 
uh, pretty, you know, particular uh, or uh, hard to find on online courses, but you, you surely find that on, on, on the web. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that movies, uh, films and everything that turn around what we are doing is made just of, you know, the thing that you actually do one by one. If you go on my YouTube channel or my Vimeo right now, I have something like 10 videos. Why? Because I made 100 videos and then I said, no, that's not the point where I want to come up. And that's, you know, I, I, I became after video after video, I became, you know, better and I learned new things. And I think that's the thing, you know, you know, you have to do things, learn things, but maybe outside film school. So film school will take a lot of time, a lot of money, and, the, you know, even half the money you spend on, on a film school will cover 10,000 masterclass. And you just have to do yeah. this masterclass and to, to be hungry for this. Yes. There is, you know, even... It's not about about uh, cinema, cinema or or movie or everything affiliated, but this, even this website that is uh, RGG Educational. I don't know if you if you know that RGG Edu. They have something like twenty um, masterclass uh, from photography to right. graphic design, everything like, and and that costs like five hundred bucks here. Obviously, these are really tiny, you know, masterclass or courses. But they discover up like how to use Photoshop, how to use uh, right. Adobe Illustrator, and that, that's the thing that if you go to school, would take up like one to two years. So seriously, like I'm time, gonna time is important. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you, and exactly, time is freaking key. And nowadays, like you know, you just need to know a lot and learn at your own pace because in school you're going to be brought down they're going to they they basically have a curriculum set up for somebody who's like at a beginner beginner stage what if you just feel like i already know this many things why am i starting from here and then in 8 months i'm going to be right here at like cinematography 201 where you're like i'm already like past that and you know if you were to go the masterclass route and the online route then it's just pick and choose, like whatever you want to take. And certifications do not matter, okay? Um, I worked on freaking unreal amount of freaking commercials. I, I'm not DaVinci Resolve certified, and I don't want to be. I went in to get certified, sat in the class, and for the first 45 minutes, the dude showed us where DaVinci Resolve is on your system. And as soon as that happened, I got up, I walked out, and talked to the freaking front office, and I'm like, what the hell is this? And she was like, what do you mean? I'm like... I'm not here for this. Like, I can teach this guy. I'm like, in 45 minutes, he showed us where yeah. DaVinci Resolve is, and he also said, don't use panel, that's a waste of money. What are you ha freaking talking about, dude? Panels are where it's at, or else, like, you can't freaking grade. And as soon as that happened, I walked out, and I'm talking about Burbank, like here, which is like the mecca of, like, yeah. these things. So what I'm saying is, like, the traditional education is over. I am hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt because of, you know, my student loans that I'm going to be paying until I'm 42. And just learn from that. Like most of it did not come from it. Like school was just like a buffet. You pay, t you know, you go in and you get to try out many different things. Well, that's really cool. I wish it was a buffet cost too, where I only paid $10. I didn't pay hundreds of thousands of dollars just for a taster. And then like, ha I still have to do my homework and pick and choose. 
And then people talk about like you get access to equipment. Well, if I have hundreds of thousands of dollars sitting around, I will be renting out red every freaking day. Okay, so then that's not the same thing. And then one more thing I'm going to talk about, like right now I'm going on a rant about how much I hate school. And then the last thing I'm going to say is that this one size fits all thing just does not, it's not applicable because everybody wants to do their own thing. And if you're learning from like a set curriculum and then between your classes, you also have to take minor, which is going to be chemistry or physics. I mean, how the hell is that helping you, man, with whatever you got to do, but you got to take those classes to get your degree. So anyways. That's the answer, you know, for that that's, question. That, that's also remind me when I when I was eighteen, the, the, maybe it was the last year of school. Uh, they teach us graphic design, Photoshop. Uh, I I had this, you know, that teacher that she was a, she wasn't even a graphic designer. She was a she made you know illustration on on books and something like. And I was like, yeah, you know. That's thing. It's it's not like that in Photoshop. They, they, she was working with with the lazo and yeah, with yeah. things. You know, yeah. Yeah, she she came up with. Uh, I think that before even Illustrator and Photoshop, there was this program that was freehand. I remember freehand from 2011, 2010, and I was like, uh, that doesn't work in that way. And she said to me, "May you uh, teach us Photoshop on Saturday?" And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and, and I walked to my parents. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm wasting time. I'm wasting time. I want to do something else. Because on on Saturdays I or on Sundays, I was working. Since I was uh, 16, uh, yeah, I was 16. And I was working with this photographer as an assistant. And I was like, I could work with this photographer every day and oh my I'm wasting God. time at school yes. and they want me to teach Photoshop on Saturday morning and like, yeah, okay, okay, pay me, pay mm-hmm. me and I'll do that for you, I'll teach Photoshop and that was like one of the things that made me hate school a lot because school, you know, it's like you are into this box, you have to do this thing. Yes, exactly. Don't, don't watch outside, don't watch what you like, don't do what you like. You have to do just this. Yes. That's not how it works. No. If you want to be a cinematographer or a chorus, it's just, you just don't have to be close in a box. You just have to watch movies, do what you love, do what you like. Even, you know, the thing that we are doing, coloring stuff from uh, taking part of movies and right. redoing things, that, that's that's the biggest school. That's, that's, a, that's the thing that will help you achieving that thing because there will be that client that will show up and say make that uh, you know color grading that I saw on Breaking Bad yes exactly right uh, Skyfall yeah that's cool cool. no no that's exactly how it is like I just worked on a job and it was a you know uh, a similar car to Jeep from India and it was you know an Indian client but they were just like their creative director was like hey, this is how we shot it, like all, you know, super like early in the morning, blah, blah, this is what the footage looks like. I'm like, it looks freaking epic. And they were like, the inspiration is like revenant, you know, sort of feel and look like, you know, keep even the contrast there in that world. And this is how they exactly speak to you. So I totally agree with you. And I feel like this education that you can get right here because of these things, you will become a tastemaker. And that's a huge difference between you being the technician who's charging like a base level, like entry level you know pay and that will not change will never change and you will be a repli- you will be replaceable in a heartbeat because anyone can just do that like fresh out of college compared to somebody 
who's a tastemaker. And that's the difference. Like these people at company three, they're charging whatever they freaking, whatever rate they say is because they develop something that, you know, even if I give you that, you can't hundred percent replicate it. You're going to throw in your own flair. And that's what makes our field so interesting too. So I feel like people need to stop thinking from this technical point of view, because then you're in the wrong field. If you think like that, then you should be an accountant or something. But if you're in this field, that means that you have to be creative and you have to be a risk taker. And the routes that Filippo is talking about, I really want you guys to kind of let that stuff sink in and think about it for a moment. What we're talking about here, we're not telling you to like just, hey, quit everything and like don't do anything with your life. It's like completely the opposite. Like listen to his journey. Like, hey, I'm a photographer. Then I start shooting, you know, music videos. I have freaking over 80 music videos under my belt. Now I'm building a team. Now I have an editor. Now I'm on to this and I'm on to that. And it's like a process. You have to have a long-term goal, but then break yeah. it down into like these quick little snacks that you can achieve. So you, because you need to see a reward to keep going. A lot of people set these goals that they want to win an Emmy. And then tomorrow when I ask that person, hey, where are you at with that? And he's like, oh, I don't know, man. Like, I mean, it's just like really tough. Like, I don't know how to get there. And I'm like, dude, that is fine to have that goal, but then have these little wins that will keep you going until you get to win that Emmy. And when you get to that point, you're just going to be like, of course, man. Like, it's not going to be coming from a bragging side. You will have put in so much work that you would be like, what freaking took you know, the academy so long to give me a freaking Emmy because I was killing the game yeah. from day one, you know? So yeah, absolutely. I want to bring up this one question that actually my wife asked. Uh, she's saying, what's more important, gear or crew? Oh, crew, 100%. Crew. I, we can, you know, we can shot a commercial with a 5D Mark II, but if we have the right crew, that's cool. Okay. It's not, you know, cameras and things are, are not the biggest you know, thing. Lots of uh, I I have lots of students that comes from you know middle school or different school, and they're like, can I you know come with you on a set or just to make you know few backstage shots or just to help you? I just want to uh, to see how a real set work. And you know, they they are like the the first question are like, what's the best camera? What's the best yep, gimbal? What's exactly. the best lens? Yep. Fuck that. Yeah, exactly. that don't mean nothing. That, you know, it, yeah. another thing that I said about Blue on, on the Masterclass, I said, we we could have shot this with, you know, I, I could have wrote on, on the description of, of it, like shot with uh, Cucanomorphic or, yeah. you know, something something yeah. like that. We use cheap lenses, cheap uh, vintage lenses on Elias M4, Super Takumar. Yes, yes. That, that was a that was a self made thing because nobody was paying us for doing that. That that's uh, start as a camera test, as a six hundred camera test, and I said, yeah, use what we got because if you have an Alias M4 and you can use it, you can do that kind of stuff. If you have a Keenon twenty eight millimeters, that kind of stuff, Super Takuma, that kind of stuff. Yes. Nothing more, you know. That that the crew is the first thing. The crew and everything that is uh, around you sets who you are. Because you could be maybe uh, a twenty to thirty-five percent negative person, but with the right crew, that thirty percent just go off, and you are a one hundred percent positive person. And you, Kazi, are you know that you know 
that kind of guy that cancelled out that 20% of negativity that I had when I said, when I said like, yeah, maybe I'm not able to, to, you know, record myself or to do this YouTube kind of stuff. I feel weird. And you said, no, bro, you have to do that. You yeah. have to try it. Yeah. And that, that's a thing, you know. You have been part of the crew. You are part of the crew. I appreciate it, and I'm humbled, and I'm flattered that I'm part of your crew. And the thing is that, you know, I, I tell people this all the time that, you know, I am, I don't believe in, like, just the rah-rah. Like, I'm not saying, like, if I'm talking to you, and let's just say if you're somebody like my older brother who is very, very uh, introverted and does not like to be in front of the camera, does not enjoy that stuff, then I'm not going to say the same thing to my brother, right? Like, I'm going to kind of sway him in a different direction. I'm going to be like, well, how about you try this out? So, like, for you, I said what I said and I meant every single word is because I'm like, I can almost see it. Like, so many times we're, like, on the cusp. We just got to tip over. And it's like, we don't even know it. Like, because we can't see on the other side, sometimes like, you know, we want to ask someone like, hey, what? Like, I think it's enough, right? Like there was a point in my life when I got to a point, bro, in 2013 or something, where I just went, like, I called my brother and I told him, I'm like, bro, I think this is it. I tried it and I gave my, my all. It just didn't work out. I was like, I want to go back to school and fi finish my network engineering degree. Like I was going for network engineering, you know, and I was like about two quarters yeah. away. So I'm like, I want to finish my degree in IT. And I think that's it. Like it was fun. I tried it. It didn't work out. I can't keep doing $100 jobs. You know, it just does not. It doesn't support my family. I'm getting older. This is not working out. And my brother told me, he's like, dude, he's like, you don't see it, I see it. You're like this close. He's like, you're smelling it right now. You're just there. You cannot stop. You got to give it six more months. And if that means that I have to pick up a tab and just pay for your bills, he's like, I will give it six more months and then talk to me, come back to me. And dude, all I needed was like just that conversation. Like even after that call, everything changed. So I feel like surrounding yourself with the right people and what Filippo is talking about, like having positive people, one, and two, just having a crew, having a support is a huge freaking deal. And that could be Absolutely. a game changer between like, or having a bad crew can just like ruin you because then you're going to get stuck in that negative thing. Like where so many people that I know, the reason why I don't do nine to five is because every time I tried to be part of that nine to five thing, I noticed that it's that culture where everybody on a break talks shit about their manager, about their boss, and how they would do things differently, but they would do it like this, and they would do it like that, but they're stuck, their hands are tied. Well, then nobody's stopping you, man. Like, go out there, do whatever the hell you want to do, you know? So I feel like those things are really important for people to know because that can, once you set your goal, it doesn't matter what it is. In this day and age, it's so easy to reach out to people and just like Filippo said, like, you know, Instagram and these platforms are so freaking valuable. They're so much better than your regular careerbuilder.com. And you go Absolutely. on there and you apply the first job that pops up and 10 million people apply for it. And you don't want to be part of that factory system. You know what I mean? And I feel like one more thing that I'm going to take away from what Filippo said is, guys, you have to create your own content. Blue came out of like their, uh, their, their pocket. Like they did it, you know, on their own budget. They had to get creative with it. They didn't rent out like cook lenses, like he said. And the point of that is that the best stuff that's going to represent you. And I am 
I genuinely, I'm honest, like his blue film is like something to be so proud of because I am proud to know Filippo and then share that with people to be like, hey, remember the guy that I was talking to you about? Watch this and listen to how it you know, came to be. He's saying that, hey, it's a fun project that we did it for ourselves. And guys, this is what's going to set you apart because if I have a job in Italy and if we want to get some shots... I'm not wasting my time hitting up anyone else. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is my guy. And that happened because it came from, like, he did something passionately. He put it out there and, you know, into the world. And then it just spreads. And so many projects I work on, whether it's for Nissan, Honda, Toyota, whatever have you, I work on these projects. And by the end of, like, when I'm, like, exporting the final thing, they suck so much soul out of it because the corporations are always like, well, what about the legal? How can we have, can we sit on this super for longer than five seconds? And you're like, you are sucking the bone marrow out of this thing that the first cut was so amazing. And now I don't even want to put it on my freaking reel, but I will do it. So the thing is that if you don't want to be in that thing and if you want to create your own stuff, then you have to start taking risks and think like that, you know? And one thing that I want to say about what you said a few moments ago is that everyone, if you're starting, if you're an advanced filmmaker, everyone is like, is like one step from, from the next big thing. Yes. And you never have to stop. You don't, don't have to stop because maybe it's, uh, it's the wrong period, but maybe if you're on a downtime, but you're close to the next thing. Just keep that positivity. You're close to the next... Maybe the next small thing, but that will be a small thing that will cover up everything bigger. So exactly. that first thing, positivity always, every day. Filippo, uh, the question is like, hey, I am very comfortable with Premiere Pro. Is it cool? Like, can I grade in Premiere Pro or should I grade in something else? What do you say? What do you think? I'd say that if you want to, you know, <laughs> put flippers and a lot that, that, that's the grading that you can do on Premiere. That's not that accurate as Da Vinci. Uh, I'm not using Premiere even for you know small things. Um, I I still have the you know the the Adobe Creative Cloud. I I took it for this year because sometimes I have to do something on Photoshop or on Lightroom for my own stuff. But in my opinion, quit Premiere right now if you are starting. Or, you know, start learning DaVinci Resolve because in DaVinci Resolve there is everything that you, you have to know. Even if you want to do, you know, some transition or stuff that you could do on After Effects, learn Fusion. Everything is there. One program, one free program, if you want the free version, and everything sits there. So, it's just, in my opinion, about color grading, it's really limited. Yeah, there is that that thing that illuminatory thing but not that much stuff you know it's not and it's not you, you don't have notes you don't have notes that's the big things notes are like heaven right like you can't do the same thing with layers like how many times do you no. see people like with 19 layers because they're building their grade oh, in yeah, premiere that's cool. pro that's cool. and you're like well, there. yeah exactly 
Um, I will I will say the same thing. I, I'll just I'll touch base on it a little bit. I mean, I every now and then I do like get pumped and I'm like I'm gonna go back to Premiere only because for editing. Like, and I'm like only because I spent so much money on all these cool transitions and all these effects. And I'm like, Resolve is not there yet. Like, you know, for like transitions and stuff like that, they have some rudimentary ones, but not as cool as like what you have in Premiere. So every now and then I'm just like, uh, I'm just going to give it a shot. Like they just came out with, you know, Premiere Pro 2020. I'm like, I'm going to try it out. Then I go in, I spent like seven minutes in there and I'm like, you know what? Like I'm out of here. Like I'm going back to Resolve. Um, so definitely guys like give that a shot and, uh, man, like I got to start hitting up like resolve and tell them that, Hey, you guys got to start paying me, man. What are you guys doing? They're trying. Adobe is trying to do, you know, new things, but for my opinion, not, not in the game anymore. Not in the game because no notes and all, you know, it's a super fast program that means you, so you, you just, there's no, you know, no challenge between them, in my opinion, so. No, I couldn't agree more. And just like a one-stop shop in a true sense, like dynamic linking, I think is great and does work most of the time, but having just like a tab away, because I just feel like as a filmmaker, uh, in post-production, like I have grown so much ever since I changed my ecosystem from like Premiere Pro or Adobe to uh, Blackmagic DaVinci Resolve, because I feel like I'm editing, right? And all of a sudden, I'm just like, okay, I got to take a break. Like, I got to walk away. Like, I just cannot edit anymore. It's so cool to just click on the color tab and then just do some quick looks, you know, just to, like, get inspired, do yeah. a few looks and, you know, spend my downtime that way than actually walking away and doing something else and break my concentration and then come back. So that, like, little nugget right there that I'm sharing with you guys, I feel like, it's a big one if you really think about it, like how much more productive you can be if you can just like switch pages and be like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of sound design. So I'm going to go into Fairlight and then you start doing that and then you come back to editing. Then you go back to color. Like, so, you know, that dance around is really cool. Uh, somebody asked me about like, you know, why I wear the glove. The glove is for my Wacom tablet. Like anytime I'm on the tablet, like it helps like not get my hands stuck to it. So that's what the glove is for. Um, and then another question that I got for you, Filippo, is that, hey, I, how important is to calibrate your monitor for coloring? I am on MacBook Pro 2016. Well, you could surely uh, have a better response, but what I can say is that if you are uh, doing color grading for IN commercial or if you are doing that for jobs that don't you know go just on the web it's 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 pretty necessary you know you just have to know that what you're looking is what you will have for real on the final result uh but yeah if you're doing a web or something like even you know having a cal even calibrate uh, a mac or uh you know that that lg panel that apple is doing right now yeah that's cool for the web but these are not, you know, high-end standards. But you have to think about the budget that you have, the budget that comes from uh, for your jobs. And that's surely one of the biggest important thing as a course, obviously one of the first important thing. But yeah, maybe on the first time that you're creating, in my opinion, it could be, you know, even better to just to start to take... Um, the micro panel from Resolve and then take the monitor or or 
not. No, yeah, just uh, you just have to think about what you're what you're doing in, in this time. What you're which which client you are are working with you and where the final result will come will go. Uh, yeah, it's surely a big thing. I mean, I'm a calibrated monitor. I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with uh, I'm gonna agree with you totally and but I'm gonna add my two cents and I'm gonna say yes very very important to have a calibrated monitor but if you're on a budget then get this thing I cannot I- I'm telling you this is this is sitting in like some of the biggest uh, you know companies out here like when they're grading their stuff they're throwing it on this thing as their final to see how the world will see it. And then the stuff that they're doing for P3 and like theaters and like all that stuff is totally different. Like, I mean, that is going to be obviously calibrated. But I know for a fact that somebody who's asking this question for me is not putting out movies in the theaters. So if that's happening, then you need to just stick with it's okay. MacBook Pro is okay because I'm just going to say one thing. I graded a freaking TV commercial once where... The bay that I was in, it wasn't my bay. I was working on site. Like they literally wanted me to be there with them, like instead of like letting me work remotely. So I went in, we had the hardest time getting everything ready to go and had the craziest issues with every single thing. And then the creative director, the CD closed the door, locks it and just talks to me and he goes, hey, and like so much for his secret, right? Like he goes, hey, let me just ask you, can you grade this thing on your laptop and he's like this thing is not gonna leave this room can you grade this commercial today because we hired you today and we spent three hours we wasted your time but I mean you're getting paid for it can you grade this commercial on a laptop is that cool and I'm like hell yeah man like I'll grade it on a laptop no, no problem. <laughs> like no problem and I just like plug in everything into my laptop everything you know gets going so Filippo think about this I don't even have an out to a monitor I'm looking at a 15-inch laptop and a 4-inch screen where I'm like grading this thing. It got graded. I sent it out, and uh, it's on my website. Like it's one of my, like it's one of my most proud things that I worked on. So what I'm saying is that at the end of the day, especially with the Mac products, Apple is really good with color. And by the way, one quick note is that turn off all the True Tone BS. You don't want to leave that on because that's like shifting the white balance of your screen all the time. So you want to turn that Absolutely. off. So so Absolutely. Turn off True Tone, and, and then the after that, thing you have to do with your new MacBook is just turning that off. Yeah, 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 exactly. So with the MacBook Pros, you got to turn it off. You got to turn it off on the iPads, and once you turn it off, this thing is pretty accurate. Like when it comes to like worldwide consumption, minus the theater. But again, the theater is going to be a different thing. When you're going to be working on that budget, you're going to have the money to like even rent a freaking you know one of those Sony monitors, BVM 300s or whatever. So you're yeah, going to be fine. Absolutely. Any last things? We have five minutes, Filippo. What do you got? Give us some uh, words of wisdom. Like, how does it how does it go down in Italy, man? <laughs> well, uh, it's pretty hard time actually because uh, yeah, we are still you know working as always, but lots of uh, colleagues, lots of people that you know it's in my same situation is living in Italy because it's pretty hard to. You know, have a uh, big budget clients here. You just have to go in Milan or in Rome, uh, big cities. You have to um, make connection on these big cities because everything is, uh, you know, it's in the hands of these big companies. And there is you no know, that mid step 
it's like you know super cheap commercial and you know big budget commercial there's not that that middle thing uh about budget and about work we uh luckily are working with uh, really great names right now since last year when i when i started you know making up my my crew we uh we made that plan like okay we we come from different situation there is the director and the vp and colorist and uh, the camera assistant and the the editor that, that come already you know that worked already on, on different movies and we were like we are just going to work on big budget commercial and on that standard and we're not taking any more you know low low budget production and we are starting out with this we're doing you know really different things right now but i see that it's pretty hard to reach that standard in italy you just have to work a lot because maybe in la or in obviously in different parts of europe or in the world where they've been uh the situation it's pretty different budget are higher it surely italy is surely in a a cool point talking about worldwide uh situation of filmmaking but it's pretty hard i i like maybe the 60 to 70 percent of people that i know are filmmaker not dps not director just filmmaker they you know they do events they do weddings they do lots of different stuff because because they have to and that's respectable obviously but it's really hard to make that step that you know that that step where you are like i'm leaving everything and i want to be uh you know uh first ac uh dp uh director you just have to you know to take that hard road and take all the risks that are on uh, that comes with you know um, doing just one thing because because when you when you say I, I want to do the DP you just have to do the DP you can't yeah. do you know twenty thousand things and so that's another thing but things are you know showing up cool for us man. but yeah it's it's pretty hard place maybe for for high standard uh film industry yeah yeah i'm gonna say yeah i mean i'm gonna say like you know you have to um this one question that i just saw i want to touch base on that too literally we have two minutes left and he's like hey can can we stay with the same amount or change according to the client situation yes you should change the amount depending on the client it totally depends i mean I when I work on on commercials, my rate is totally different than when I'm doing corporate gigs or I'm doing like you know some like mom and pop shop because it just depends on. Uh, I want everybody to have that mindset that when you're not, if you're a filmmaker and if you're a freelancer, when you're not working, you know your day rate is zero dollars, and people need to get that through their head. So then you're not think you know all this feeling so big because I've taken so many jobs today that I'm you know they offered me a rate that I used to charge in 2011. And I took it because for those that one week or for those days, I'm not working. So I'm like, it's going to be cool connection and I'm going to get to do some fun work and I'm taking it. Like, I mean, our field is really cool. Like the field that we're in, we're really lucky to be doing something where it just feels like we're always playing and getting paid for it. I'm always looking at my wife and I'm like, can you believe like what's happening? Like, this is what we do and we get paid for it. Like, what is this freaking life? Like other people are waking up at 730 in the morning, be at work at nine. And, you know, we're living this life. So it's like you have to work your, you know, ass off to get to that point. But it does happen. 
And uh, I would say, Filippo, thank you so much for joining, brother. Love you. Thanks you know you, that. And uh, I'm glad you took the time. And uh, we will see you guys probably next week with, you know, somebody a little less awesome, maybe more awesome. We don't know. But Filippo's the shit, guys. Love you, brother. Guys, if you enjoyed this episode, share it with friends, subscribe to this channel, and I will see you in the next episode. 